Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Stuff on this microphone is just disgusting. Well, and I wipe it down, too, and there's still just stuff gross. on it. Yeah. I don't know place what to is say. gross. You should have seen my little section yesterday. Brutal? Just, brutal. Just bad. It's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Uh, so this David Fisdale firing yesterday caused a lot of people to be surprised. Come on, man. As the Memphis Grizzlies ended up uh, getting rid of Fisdale and naming, uh, what's-his-face, Bickerstaff. The, uh, JB. Uh, yeah, JB Bickerstaff. Yeah, son of Bernie. The interim coach. I mean, they had lost, what, eight in a row. It was just brutal after yeah, a yeah. good start. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But it really came down to the benching of Marcus Gasol there star big man and how that was handled and how Gasol was all ticked off about it. Yeah, it was against the Nets, I believe. But he sat him in the second half or a good portion of the second half. He wasn't reinserted into the lineup when they were getting beat down. You were watching that game, Mikey B? I did, yeah. When you saw him get benched, did you think it was going to be such a big deal that the coach might get fired for it? Never crossed my mind. Right. So that just shows you right there. Mikey B, big NBA guy, watches all this stuff. That's how much of a surprise the Fisdale right. firing. How did Gasol play in that, that game? He did, dominated. Huh. So why are you sitting him if he's dominating? And now there, there's apparently been a uh, fracture in this relationship for a while since Fisdale took over, but Gasol adapted to the new strategy of Fisdale, but they were never really on speaking terms. I, I guess you have to be at some point with your, your head coach, but uh, never personalities clashed, as they say. So this reverberate around the NBA, and I don't know why LeBron James has to insert himself into everybody's business now. Like, I, I mean, I just don't get this. Now, I guess everybody goes to him and asks the, they ask the questions because they're getting these comments. But, you know, he's, he's talking about who the Knicks should have drafted and what the Grizzlies should be doing with their head coach. And he spoke about this yesterday and also tweeted about it, We won too. a championship with Fizdale. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't understand. But it's not his business anymore. So people stick a microphone in his in his uh, face. He should say, uh, I'm not privy to what went on there. I know Fizdale. I like him. Leave it at that. Yeah, that's what I would do. I mm-hmm. mean, it just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't look good. And then the whole Knicks draft thing that he was getting into and who they should have drafted and didn't draft, like, shut up already. Now, he also tweeted out, I need some answers. Feels like my man was a fall guy. Is what he said. But anyway, this is LeBron talking about the Fizdale firing. Probably everybody in the basketball world besides who pulled the trigger. Can you process that? I, I cannot. I cannot. And it's funny that I just said that quote this morning about Philly, about how um, people want overnight success right now, and you know everybody want instant oatmeal, and don't allow, you know, leave a lot of Brett Brown here to be able to just give him time. Give him time. I don't know the details of it because I'm not around, uh, but I know the, the type of uh, coach uh, Fizz is. I know how players relate to him, and I know what he stands for. And he don't stand for no. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was because he ain't gonna kiss nobody's ass. I know that. 
Okay. Well, that's a good answer there. I don't know the details of it, but I do know Coach Fizz and, and what he's about. Yeah, but he also said, you know, that the the beginning of that was how he surprised he was, and then he said, "I need some answers." It you know, feels like he's the well, fall guy. He did say a lot other than that. Well, he could have just left it at that, which I don't know the details of it. And, and to me, are, like it's nice to have people come to your defense and everything else. And it probably was not the right thing to move on from the guy, and he seemed to be intense and no basketball. He'll land on his feet somewhere. But like, what does it really matter? in the Western Conference right now if David Fisdale or J.B. Bickerstaff is the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It just So that's why, I mean, I, that might even be more of an argument that you don't make a change. But like, and, and the players have all the power, and it's just ironic to me that, so Marcus Saul's a guy who got a guy fired, but like, you know, Chris Paul, who's been sitting on that banana boat for with LeBron James for the last decade, it's fired like 50 coaches. <laughs> LeBron sent David Blatt back to Transylvania, you know, but this one's a problem, right? Oh, yeah, who is Marc Gasol? This one's he a problem. He shouldn't have that type of power. Right. You know, Carmelo Anthony loves him, gets coaches fired. All his buddies get coaches Only fired. Only certain people are equipped to get coaches fired. Right. Or should be equipped. But, but Marc Gasol, the big European, that, no, that's not... That's right. He you can't, get him fired over there, not over here, okay? You can't fire my guy. Right. Come on. That's right. Give me a break. He's correct. Marc Gasol, you don't do that to Coach Fizz. <laughs> you think he's right? <laughs> are you being facetious? I can't tell anymore. Hey, man, we know how the NBA works these days. If you're a superstar and he's one or two all-stars on that roster, Conley's the other, Mike Conley, and uh, he's going to have some say in, in how this franchise goes. He has a cozy relationship with the owner, does Gasol. And, and so, yeah, I think if you know if you feel like an owner's saying, I, did, had, I had nothing to do with this, this was all about management making this move, and if you have an unhappy camper who's one of your best players, even though he's an aging player, you make moves like this no matter who they are. <laughs> LeBron just, come on, with the self-awareness now. I mean, David Blatt is coaching the Darasafaka Doge <laughs> right now Doge. because of him. <laughs> right? and, and, but, but Gasol gets Fisdale fired. Yeah. And that's a problem. How many championships has LeBron won and how many has Gasol won? Gasol hasn't even sniffed one. Oh, okay. But it's still about star players in the NBA yeah, and whoever, true. if you have the poll. Well, he didn't say it. Chris Paul's never won anything. Carmelo Anthony's never won anything. Those guys are labeled coach killers. Those are his buddies. I didn't see him standing up for those coaches. Those are his buddies. Yeah, right. Stand up for your buddies. But this is fine. But this is why you can't come out now. It just you look hypocritical. Like well, I'm, that's why the last part of his statement was proper, and he should have he should have stayed right there in that little space. Not the earlier comments. Yeah, and he'll he'll land on his feet. Someone's going to hire the guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It might be the best thing for him. Yeah. As he's now available at this point, you know, he'll be sitting around. He's probably still getting paid. You know he's still getting oh, paid. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, it'll be another slew of jobs open. He'll be able to sit there and pick which one he wants. Who has it better? Take that for data. Yeah, who has it better than these coaches, man? You get paid to go away. Yeah. I mean, where else does that happen? I mean, sometimes you get these golden parachutes at certain companies, but, uh, man. Coaches, Jim Moore, twelve million to leave UCLA. Okay, thank you. Well, the Sumlin one too. Sumlin, was... Coach Sumlin, he's owed ten million. Yeah, I wonder how that really feels, though. You know, because of course it's great. Well, to... you're you're upset because you didn't finish the job, you weren't successful in your in your work, but you get paid. I mean, you you will get over that, I would think, at some point, and go sit on the beach somewhere and count your. 
Yeah, you know, these yeah. guys are wired though in a way where right. it's like they're going to be like a bad taste left in their mouth. I failed. True, you don't want to be a failure, right? You're, you're exactly correct. You've been doing it for a long time, and you were damn good at your job. That's why you were able to uh, get a such a, a, a rosy uh, job at a at a big time program. So now to be shown the door, yeah, that stings. That hurts. And another thing with this Fisdale firing that I want to point out, and I will point out several times during the NBA season, is how people always talk about the NBA regular season now means nothing because you know who's going to win the championship. There's been so many stories that have come out of this regular season already that have been interesting stories in the NBA that people are following. So you can't give me this because we know the champion thing the regular season means absolutely nothing. No. I mean, even this story here, well, I yeah. don't think it means much to the NBA. I mean, it's people are talking about it. LeBron's giving yeah. sound bites. It's just a storyline. The upstart uh, 76ers, yeah. even though they lost last night to LeBron and the Cavaliers. You have Lonzo Ball and what's going on with the Lakers. I mean, the Knicks have been a story, and LeBron was a part of that as right. well. The Knicks as even well. Even though they lost yeah. last night and they were down 26 mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah. And so, yeah, there have been a, a numerous... Uh, Stories this this season, and and that's why you you, you tune in and, and you look at the Spurs uh, without Kawhi Leonard uh, and Tony Parker. I guess he's supposed to play. Uh, maybe did he pl- he played last night? Yeah, and Kawhi Leonard's still out. So uh, yeah, there's some good stories out there. Yeah. So and the Cavs are rounding back into shape. Now yes, they, as are. they are. Who was worried? Raise your hand if you were worried. Well, no, nah, you weren't worried. I, well, I not you not, weren't concerned. No, not not really. No. I mean, they kind of did the same thing last year. Where they didn't play any defense. And LeBron, it was one of the funniest memes or photoshops or whatever you want to say that I had seen in a long time is someone had, you remember that that game that uh, the Cavs-Knicks, the Neil Aquina-Enos Cantor game, where LeBron was like all fired up and they came back. So they had a picture of like all the Knicks championship banners and everything. And then they had 2017-2018 made LeBron play defense in November, which I thought was just genius and raised it to the Raptors. You know, so... Um, LeBron always plays defense. Oh, oh, oh no, he does not, man. LeBron not slap not your, early on in the season. He was he turns it stuff he, into right when he wants planet. to. But there are times in the regular season, especially early on, where it's like just it's like a petri dish is what he's using. It's all experiments under the microscope. I'm trying this. I'm trying that. There's all different things. It's it's an experimental lab. Is what's going on with the Cavaliers, and I don't think he plays a lot of defense. Woo! I don't think he plays defense in November. Like, you'll see him play defense on Christmas Day in the national TV game. You'll see him play defense there. But And when, and then in the playoffs, he's great. Ever, he's been on the all-defensive team, hasn't he? He's a great defender. My point is uh-huh. that there are nights that he'll take, especially early on in the season, he'll take off. There's just no doubt about it. And I, quite honestly, I don't blame him. I really Why don't. Why not? I don't blame because it's a long season. All it's the a long season when you're supposed to play defense every night. Well, it doesn't happen like that anymore. You should so, blame him. Well, he's got playing a ton of minutes. Would you rather have him in the game and what he could do offensively and taking a breather on the defensive end or sitting him for long stretches during the game to get a breather because he's false give, argument. No, give it all you're up. on the court. You play defense. You play offense. You do both. Old yeah, guys I did mean, both. Oh, here Barkley we go. did oh, both. I can't, I can't do that. That's why they have a statue of him in yeah, Auburn. Sure, he yeah, did right. both. Uh-huh. Jordan did both. Sure, all the time, right? Yes. Yep. 
Yep. Defense, offense. Uh, here goes the Bring NBA it. nostalgia stuff again. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you didn't see it. I yes, see I this. Did no, you did not it. see. It. You've seen some videos, some highlights. I'm not that young. Yes, you are. Well, you You're don't, baby. You don't watch today's NBA. Yes, you... I do. Now. Right. Every now and then. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm, you're telling me they don't play defense. I'm not. I'm saying that LeBron. I was talking about one specific player early on in the regular season doesn't use his full defensive capabilities in every regular well, season game. Jordan did every game. From <laughs> no, the first regular course. season game to of the last. Of course he did, yeah. yes. Every, every single yeah, game, every, every possession. Yes. All the, but I mean, I swear, like in 10 years, these guys, we were talking about them like the Greek gods. Like they should. Like, Go, Jordan should be canonized right now. <laughs> what are you waiting Saint, for? St. Jordan. What are you uh, waiting for? Uh, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't think the NBA has ever been more popular than it is right now. I oh, sure it was. Yeah, truly believe late that. 70s, early 80s. I think it's more great. popular now. Because nah. you got to think about globally, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And did you see when they went to Spain? Oh, did you see Jordan. when they went to the Olympics? Oh, you going to be able to stand were? up in the break talking yeah. about Jordan? Did you, did, you, did, you, did you see how the people crowd around the buses there during the Olympics when you had Jordan and Barkley and Magic Listen. and Bird? Did right, you see on. that? Time out. They don't do that to, the, to these Olympians today. Okay, because they've got their own players. We think mm-hmm. about they have a, a museum for Stefan Marbury out there now. I mean, enough said. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> and they got that young kid on the Rockets now from China. You know him? No. Yeah, this guy's unbelievable. Is he that what good? he can do. Oh, really? Real young, though. Super popular. <laughs> Mikey B's going to give you his name. <laughs> okay. Watch. Watch. I'm telling That's you. That's how popular he is. I don't know his name. You got uh, know, I'm talking about popular. out there. It's like that. Uh, oh, he's popular in China. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. Give me his no name. No Chi. Who? I'm looking at how it says it's pronounced. No Chi? Joe Chi. Okay, Joe Chi. Popular. Of course Joe. he's popular in his, his name home. isn't Joe. That's how it's pronounced. Nobody's called him. Joe Joe, maybe. Maybe Joe. No. Not, not Joe. Was <laughs> Joe, Joe Chi? You know. Joe Chi is like a mechanic. You know, it's like Joey Chiazzo. Zoqui? <laughs> I think it's probably Chi, but I don't know. Qi? Will you ever see him play? Amazing. Not, no. He got into a game recently. Qi, he in, right? He was in that Knicks game when they got blown out. Remember that game? They got blown out by the Rockets. They put him in. Unreal. Zoqui. Which one? <laughs> Zoqui. The one that I watched. The one, uh, not the. Did they play since? They got blown out because yeah. they don't play defense. Boom. Rest my case. Mm. <laughs> Carl Malone played defense <laughs> oh, and offense. Oh, John Stockton played defense and offense. No titles. Yeah. That's right. But they played offense and defense. Sidney yeah. Moncrief played offense and defense. Bob Lanier, offense and defense. Bill Cartwright, offense. Charles Oakley, offense and defense. NBA Keep up great. with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Canell and Bell, or is it Bell and Canell? Hold on, it's uh, Canell and Bell. Canell yeah. and Bell, shocking, yeah. huh, Brian? Yeah, yes. Canell and Bell. Mm, rings a bell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Put the white guy first. Yep. Well, That's- of course. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Gio and Jones, come on, we know our place. Yeah, well, it does have a better ring to it. Well, this one they off, could have done Bell and Cannell. Off the bench with Cannell and Bell. Oh, off mm. the bench. Mm. 
But they just couldn't call it Canal and Bell. They had to give it some like stupid be sports thing, right? Like, <laughs> off the bench. Out, right. of the, out of the locker room right. with Gio and Joe. Right. <laughs> like in the end zone. <laughs> At the 50. At the concession stand. With Fourth Gio down. The afternoon drive. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not actually. Are they going to really call that show That's then? what it's called, I believe. What's that? The new the Mike Francesa replacement show is the afternoon drive. Oh. With Oh, really? Mm. That's original. The morning drive. Mm. They have that, too. Don't they have that in series? Isn't that the morning? They have mm. the morning drive. They have the opening drive. <laughs> oh. They have... <laughs> the long drive? They have two shows called Press Pass. <laughs> one on the NFL channel, one on the NASCAR channel. Drive off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the afternoon blitz. Well, what's it called? What's the, oh, moving oh. the chains in the afternoon. Oh. Excuse me. Moving oh. chains? Moving the chains. Oh. Moving the chains. Oh. oh. Kill me already. Mm. Jeez, the name of these shows. Targeting a mob follow. <laughs> Gio and Joe. <laughs> like, we should just... For the last month, we should name this show something obscure yes. in sports. Like, be like... like uh, yeah. sub- long. Substance abuse policy. <laughs> with Brian and Craig. <laughs> Uh, oh, Stuck on crack. Yeah. Welcome, Pookie and Ray Ray. <laughs> well, that's that's in the, but see, that's not sports right, though. Like fourth at inches. Right. No, I, one I, of you is fourth, and one of you is inches. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. I'm, I'm inches. Um, <laughs> Brian's feet. Yeah. This has been confirmed many times. <laughs> um, how about? Concussion Protocol. I, hey, I like that. It's the Concussion Protocol podcast. Mm-hmm. We're taking them in the tent. <laughs> you know those sideline tents? Yeah, inside the tent. Inside yeah. the tent. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. In the be- ice tub with Gio yeah. and Joe. No, no, no. no, no. This game. Mm-hmm. I missed the ice tub. <laughs> All right. I can't. I, I've got nothing else that's good the enough. Trainer's room. Trainer's room. CTE. <laughs> In the AM. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to. You have to go E at the end. E. Yeah, well, welcome to CTE. WNBC. <laughs> Jeez, why do they always have to do this? I knew that was the names of these things. I know. Off it. the. Bench at the 50, in the pocket, mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. From downtown, Gio and Joe. But listen to Will Brinton's pick six podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just have your name on it? I said, Gio, when we first started, I said, all these things. Hey, we got a segment, man, we call it In the Trenches. <laughs> I deleted that email address, and I was like, I didn't get that. (laughs) Sorry. Fourth and go. (laughs) Bogus at the plate. Do people like that stuff? Do they? Do people eat our stuff up? It's easy. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know the answer. I asked my friend that, Andrew Filipponi, who does shows here. We were talking about somebody's horrible segment, whatever it was, Mm. you know. Some stupid benchmark segment, and I was like, I was like, are we missing the boat here on this? Are people? He's like, no, of course they don't like it. It's bull crap. But I don't know. Everybody <laughs> seems to do it. It's one of two things: people eat it up, or there's that much lack of creativity out there. The one latter. of the two. 
All right, Danny Cannell. The latter. Of, I'm not going to call it. Hey, thanks, Greg. Cannell and Bell. That's what I'm going to call it. Cannell and Bell. Off the bench, dog. All right. Uh, he joined Put him in the game. Night. What do you got, Bogus? Uh, I've got this. Stop me if you've heard this before. Savage has thrown a game-deciding interception. Kevin Harlan on Never heard that. would won that pick in a fumble and an earlier INT for the Texans QB in Baltimore on Monday Night Football. The Ravens a 23-16 victory. Once again, led by their defense, offensively rushing touchdowns from Buck Allen and Alex Collins, and three more Justin Tucker field goals. Baltimore six and five over five hundred for the first time since October eighth. They own the second AFC wild card this morning, winning a tiebreaker with the Bills. The NFL suspending Raiders wideout Michael Crabtree and Broncos corner Keeb to leave two games for Sunday's fight in Oakland. Both expected to appeal to the NBA. And the Kings beat the Warriors last night. Shot clock at five. Bogdanovich looking inside. Can't find anybody. Now he drives it against Draymond. Hangs. Shoots. Scores. Had a whistle. They're going to not. They will not count the basket. Take it away. What was the call? Offensive foul? Or did they? I am confused. It'll be okay, Gary (laughs) Gerald. On Kings Radio, the basket was good from Bogdan Bojanovic. It counted, breaking a tie with 12.6 seconds to go. Sacramento, a 110-106 win. In Oakland, the Warriors did not have the injured Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. And UTEP basketball coach Tim Floyd retired immediately after last night's loss to Lamar. His minor is now 1-5 this season. Boys? All right, Bogus, thanks. And joining us right now, as we mentioned, Danny Cannell, now with CBS Sports as a college football analyst and a brand new podcast is out there. It's Danny Cannell and Raja Bell. It's what, Brian? Off the bench. That's right, with Cannell. Put me in, coach. And Bell, get him off the bench, yes. damn it, for crying out loud. Put him <laughs> in the friggin' game. All right, Danny, good morning. How are you? What's up, fellas? How are you guys doing today? You guys, uh, I'm worried about you guys. My head is still, my head is still swirling from the uh, the college coaching carousel of head coaches that we're seeing go round and round as fast as we've ever seen it. It is absolutely nuts. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, it's silly season, like NASCAR, man, and and, and the SEC in particular with. You know, all these different openings, and they haven't seen anything like this in about 70 years. But I wanted to start with your alma mater. They're at uh, Florida State. Do you think Jimbo Fisher jumped ship? I understand he and the athletic director, Stan Wilcox, they're not jiving on a couple issues there. Yeah, I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. This, it almost seems like a yearly occurrence that Jimbo, the rumors start to swirl that he's going to leave, whether it was Texas a couple years ago, whether it was LSU a couple years ago. It always seems like his name pops up. And then again, here we are with Texas A&M. I think Seminole fans are getting a little bit frustrated with where is the commitment to Jimbo. And I think the disagreement, the vibe that you're seeing between Sam Wilcox and Jimbo Fisher, I don't think it's about money anymore. As Jimbo's one of the highest paid coaches in college football. He's got one of the biggest buyouts in college football. I think it's about power. And mm-hmm. it's about Jimbo's loyalty to his staff, which – Several, you know, boosters and several, you know, administrations, they want him to make changes to his staff, specifically a defensive coordinator and offensive line, and he doesn't want to make those. He wants to be able to call his own shots. So you're playing a dangerous game of chicken uh, for both sides because I think if you're Florida State, you don't want to lose a coach that brought you a national championship. And if you're Jimbo Fisher, I think you don't, I don't think he wants to leave. I don't, but I think he might. Well, I think you'd be crazy to leave Florida State. I think Texas a and is a lower it's a lower job than Florida State is, and I think you'd have a much greater chance for success in 
national championships playing in Tallahassee than he would in college station. So I think it's a game of chicken right now. And I'm not, I don't know what happens, but it'll be crazy. And I'll say this. Nothing would surprise me from what we see in college football. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays. I have no idea what's going to happen with these college coaches. Now we're going to put Danny on hold for a second because I think we can get a better connection because the service isn't bad. It's just sort of like it sounds like he put his cell phone in a sock or something. So <laughs> we're just going to see if he's on a headset or, or something like that, and we yep. can we can work it out and get him back on the air with a little bit of better connection. So Danny is back on Geo and Jones. Danny Cannell uh, with the Cannell and Bell Off the Bench podcast. You can uh, check that out on iTunes, CBS Sports College Football Analyst. Danny Cannell. All right, let's say that the important people at Tennessee gave you a call, Danny, and said, listen, we botched this thing up. We think that you're the guy that could fix this, and we need your input on who to bring in and make this thing right. How would you go about doing that? Oh, man. I tell you what, this is an absolute mess, and it's really going to be irritated the way that this is thought down with Greg Shadow. I thought it was an embarrassment to University of Tennessee, the way they, and, and really to their fan base. And I thought it was embarrassing the way they brought down a man's reputation um, just because they didn't want him to be the head coach, just because his name wasn't John Gruden. And saying all that, I think, I think John Gruden, the athletic director's job, is in trouble. I think they're probably going to make a change there as well. Because you almost have to say, we're going to start clean. We're going we're gonna to give you a fresh slate. We're going to give you somebody with no baggage and try to come in there. And it's going to take a boatload of money, and it's going to take a boatload of guarantees because you're seeing a place that's as volatile a situation as you've seen in college football, and you're seeing coaches left and right, whether it was Matt Campbell in Iowa State saying no thanks, whether it was David Cutcliffe at Duke, they're all saying no thank you to that job. So it's going to be a real challenge. And I think it's going to take a lot of guaranteed money to get a head coach there at Knoxville. Uh, Matt, Luke, there at Ole Miss, I thought that was the right move. I don't, I don't think anyone would uh, want to touch that toxic toxic situation there with the Rebels. So uh, was it a fait accompli that he was going to be named the head coach? Yeah, I think so. I'm, probably, I'm sure I'd probably kick the tires off some people behind the scenes. But ultimately, I think when you saw what he was able to do, getting that team to 6-6, six six, beating Mississippi State uh, in the Egg Bowl, kind of re, you know salvaging a season, which was really lost. And keeping his players playing for him, that was all without his star quarterback for several games this season. I thought that had more to do with it. The fact that his players were still fighting for him. And I think it was the right hire for Ole Miss. I thought it was a smart move for them to say, all right, we've got a guy who's helped see us through some really tough times. So let's stick with him and give him a chance moving forward. And I think that was a new greener decision for Ole Miss. And I think he'll be happy with that in the long run. Gio and Jones with Danny Cannell across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, there's a lot that we will learn, I think, from these rankings that will come out tonight and how they still feel about Alabama. Uh, do you think that there's any chance that if Wisconsin goes and beats Ohio State and wins the Big Ten championship and is an undefeated Power Five champion that they will somehow be left out because of the arguments of strength of schedule or anything else that the committee wants to use? Zero. Zero chance they get left out. And if they did, I think it would send a really bad message to college football fans across the country. I think Wisconsin, yes, their schedule has been light, but it hasn't been that much different than Alabama if you look at the totality of who they played. And you know what? They're a really good football team. <laughs> the number one ranked defense in the country. They've got a running back who is probably going to be a finalist for the Heisman Trophy and uh, Jonathan Taylor. They've got a great coach in Paul Chris, and they have been handling their business. They've been compared somewhat to Iowa a couple years ago. Who was he did the same thing, ran the table, and people thought they didn't 
deserve it because of their schedule. The difference was Iowa had a lot of close calls and they played down to the competition. Wisconsin has dominated opponents throughout the year, and they beat quality opponents. So I think anybody who thinks Wisconsin wouldn't get in as an undefeated Big Ten champ is crazy and doesn't know much about college football. Who are your top four as we sit here this morning? My top four, so I would, I'll come with you the prediction of what I think will happen moving forward. So I think you'll have the SEC champ is a lock, and I think it'll be Auburn. I think Auburn's playing as good as anybody in the country. So I think that, that'll be their first lock. The ACC champion, I think, will be a lock as well. I think it'll be Clemson. I think Miami, we saw them. They've been playing with fire all season long. I think they finally got burned against Pitt. But I think even still, if they beat Clemson, they would still get in. But I think the ACC champion is a lock. I think the Big 12 champ, if it's Oklahoma, which I think it will be with Baker Mayfield, I think he's the best player in the country, I think that's a lot. And then I do feel like the Big 10 champion, this is where it gets dicey. If it's Wisconsin, it's a lot, there's the four. If it's Ohio State, then it's a really interesting discussion that you have to have comparing Ohio State, the key loss, Big 10 champ, to Alabama if they won loss non-conference champ. It would drive me crazy because I don't think either team would deserve to be in there. I think you can make cases against either one of them. Ohio State, of course, would have several significant wins on their schedule, but they'd have some ugly losses. Uh, Oklahoma at home, and then the Iowa loss really stands out to you. It'd be 57 to 24. And, uh, and then for Alabama, it's, it's what's their best win on their schedule. Is their best performance in a loss to Auburn? It might be. So it's a really crazy one. But I know that you said, I wish we could get to 18 because I really wish we could take committees and having a unit pageant that we call the playoff that, hey, let's pick who we think are the four best teams. I wish we could go to eight teams, have five conference camps, three wild card picks, then you could let them play for it and try to take it out of the committee's hands because I think somebody's going to get screwed every single year in this flawed system. And I just hate to see that happen to programs that have deserving chances to play with anybody in the country. Especially years like this one, when there isn't really a great team to separate itself. You have a bunch of good teams, but no great ones. Off the Bench with Cannell and Bell. Check it out. The new podcast. This is Danny Cannell, CBS Sports College Football Analyst. We appreciate the time, Danny. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. See you later. Danny Cannell, unfortunately, with a bad phone. So, every other word. Won't, won't, won't. If you miss what he said about the college football playoff, it went something like this. I agree with him. I've been advocating for an eight-team playoff. You could hear him? I could hear him. I understand mumbo-jumbo, mumbo-rap, and eight-team playoff and have some at-large bids. I'm all for that. UCF, man, I'd love to see them in this thing if they can knock off Memphis again. I am with Danny Cannell. I mentioned it yesterday how a friend and I had this discussion about the whole Wisconsin-Alabama thing and you know what the committee would do with that, and he insists that there's going to be people in there arguing for Alabama. If and, Wisconsin wins the conference, right. that, oh, are you crazy? Wisconsin's in. Yeah, but he, I agree. I mean, Lord listen, damn. but I just, it, but it makes me think, because this guy's real smart, it makes me think that, <laughs> that there, are, okay. there are some issues there. That what the, are the issues? That the committee's going to look at Alabama and say, like, okay, what are we supposed to do here? We're supposed to find the best teams to compete for a championship. Okay, Wisconsin's one of the best teams. Has one of the best defenses out there. Who would be favored in that game? I would favor Alabama. Okay. 
because who's, of the quarterback play, because of Hornibrook. But right. I, I put that defense of Wisconsin up against Alabama's defense. Who's the better team? Barely by a smidge, Alabama. All right. So then is it that crazy to think there's going to be people in that room that are going to be arguing for Alabama if that's their job to find the best team? Especially if Auburn goes and wins the SEC championship game. Then you're like, okay, so the hottest team in college football. But they weren't the best team to beat a team with two losses already in Auburn. Mm-hmm. So were they the best team? They lost to a two-loss team in the yeah, Iron Bowl. But it's, but, it's, but it's different, though. See, that's why this is this whole committee thing is fascinating. Because you're looking at the teams like where they are right now, right? Now, I would be just livid if Wisconsin was left out. Just totally livid about be. it. But I don't think they will go that way. But if you think about the task of finding the four best teams to compete to compete for the championship, there's if you polled most of the country, I think a lot of people would say that Alabama's a better team and would win in a head-to-head matchup. And if that is the case and that's what you're searching for, then why not put them in? I, I would think I think it would be fifty-fifty when you put West uh, when you put Wisconsin uh, against Alabama. Both these defenses are stellar. I like Wisconsin's defense a hell of a lot. These guys can ball out, and offensively, the only knock on them offensively is the quarterback. And he didn't throw a pick last week versus Minnesota. Hallelujah. But that's the only <laughs> knock on this football team. They got the big boys up front, like Auburn mashed Alabama D-line. These guys can do it. Now, they didn't mash them too bad. Alabama's D-line actually played pretty well. And and uh, even though uh, on Johnson got over 100, uh, he didn't run through them like he did uh, Georgia's D-line. So uh, it wouldn't be as clear-cut Alabama-Wisconsin as a lot, with, a lot of people would lead you to think. Okay. And I, I hope that they see it that way. But we, I know that Wisconsin's a big brand, but Alabama right now probably well, the biggest. I've so, been, I, and and I, this committee, you're correct. They have said, we don't care about you not winning your division. We don't care about you not winning your conference championship. We're going to put you in this thing. That was Ohio State a year ago. But when you have a team like Wisconsin, especially if they can knock off Ohio State in, in the conference championship ball game, that have gone through their season unscathed, they can't control what they do to a certain extent control their non-conference schedule, but as far as who they're playing in conference, they can't control that. And they still went through that thing unscathed. A team like Iowa coming off 55-point posting of Ohio State comes in and they do nothing. I mean, you, there's no way you overlook what Wisconsin's accomplished. If Wisconsin does end up getting in and wins and beat, beats Ohio State, then the argument for teams like Wisconsin in – divisions and conferences that might be a little bit weaker than others is to never schedule a tough non-conference game. Honestly, never do it again. Just schedule cupcakes and then get through your schedule undefeated and then win your Well, your your divisions game. are not going to always be weak. You would hope not. Now you look at the F, you look at the SEC East. How weak is that? Yeah. That is very weak. And Georgia ran through there un- unscathed. The East, so no one's faulting them for playing a a weak SEC East schedule. Like, for example, if Penn State last year, who ended up losing to Pitt in, what, the second week of Mm -hmm. the season? Yep. If they had scheduled a FCS school in there and beaten them, they would have been in the college football playoff last year. Yeah, because the only loss would probably be Michigan. But, I mean, it's it's hard to determine. Maybe they don't have the injuries in that versus that FCS opponent that they had versus Pitt. And and then, you know, after that, they were de- definitely decimated in, in the linebacker position. Um, 
I, I, you know, it's hard to prove that. You don't know what's going to transpire. But, uh, yeah, if you get that victory. You it would have been a one-loss uh, champion. Possibly. Yeah, no, probably. I mean, they, that's what they would have put him in. I mean, that's what would have happened. Well, you, you, you thought that. they should have been in. I thought they should have been in and anyway. And what, what kept them out last year? The loss to Michigan. Well, no, the fact that they had two losses. Well, the fact they had two losses, but they still should have been in. They won the conference, and they beat uh, right. Ohio State. But I'm saying it's hard to prove that. You don't know what's going to transpire. Even if there had been an FCS opponent, they played there. But I don't think it's hard to prove. I think that if they would have had one loss, and it would have been to Michigan, and then they went in and won the Big Ten championship game, they would have been in. So if they schedule an FCS opponent as opposed to doing the Pitt-Penn State thing where it got caught up in that and lost that game, it would have been in the college football playoff. So to me, if if you believe, subscribe to that, and you subscribe to the fact that Wisconsin's going to get in, never schedule a tough non-conference no, game. You have to. You Why? have to schedule them. Why? Schedule those tough non-conference games. Why? That if helps I just your resume. Yo, does it? Yes. Well, it hurt Penn State last year. Well, it well, hurt, they didn't it win hurt, it. But it would have hurt Wisconsin this year. They didn't win it. Win it. Who's to say it would have hurt them this year if they had won it? Yeah, well, I mean, but they didn't. That's and they the have, thing. And they have. And it's a guaranteed victory if you and put they, a if you put a cupcake in there. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. If you want and to go I mean, to the playoffs, got, you, do it. No, that's not true. I think you have to have a stellar non-conference record, and you can't help what your non-conference foes are, are dealing with from year to year. Uh, but uh, I, I think you have to have that big win on your resume. And although Wisconsin, the great thing about Wisconsin, they have cachet. Is their cachet as illuminating as Alabama? No, but they still have the cachet. seems like they're in the Big Ten Conference Championship game each and every year. They went to three or four Rose Bowls in a row. Right, because uh, so, that division is, so, is relatively so, weak every year. Well, that division, maybe, but they have to have those crossover games. And I know they didn't beat Ohio State a year ago, but they still got into the championship game, and, and they were waxing Penn State until they weren't in that second half. Uh, so I, I think Wisconsin is in a fine position. Just went out, and you're going to be in. We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I was thinking, there's another song I heard a lot of yesterday. A lot of this guy's songs is Macklemore, very similar, right? He gets the the female singer to sing the hook that's really the thing that you want to hear, and then he comes on and does his rapping, and then that's that, right? Every it's the same formula every time, mm. isn't it? It's a lot of the same. It's the same formula. Think about mm, it. I have a few of his songs. I don't know if he always has the female on there. His latest tracks have a lot of them. He's on uh, one called Willy Wonka. I don't believe there's a female on there. Compl- compilation with some other rap. What, what's so funny about Willy Wonka? Willy Wonka. He's yeah. got a, what is Willy Wonka? <laughs> it's an old movie, Brian. <laughs> Excuse me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just feel like this radio hits because I don't I don't get his whole album and go into the deep tracks like Willy Wonka or whatever else he has. Talk about the stuff that's on the radio. Mm-hmm. It sounds it's got the same formula to me, you know. And he just keeps going back to that well, and I'm sick of it, tired of it. Come up with a new thing, you know, something new. Willy something Wonka, great. something it's Willy new. Wonka. Is that on the radio though? Is that one of his radio songs? Sunday, I watched a game at a sports bar. There was a kid with his mom in a Patriots jersey. It looked just like Augustus Gloop. And I even made the <laughs> reference. He was just, ah, I'm, let me in. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> 
You made that reference to the kid? Did you? No, I didn't say to the kid. I said a friend next to me. I said, boy, that looks like Augustus Kloop. You should have gone to the kid. Yeah, okay. Be like, hey, little fat German kid and Willy Wonka, you look just like him. <laughs> Next cherry coke's on me, buddy. They still make cherry coke. Uh, yeah. Man, those were good. That was good stuff. Still, it still is good stuff. Yeah, I haven't had one in a while. Yeah, I've had a soda in a while. You know that Willy Wonka song, that the Wonka Vader song. I like that. Do 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 do. I can see my house, Grandpa Joe. We've talked about this Willy Wonka stuff before in the yes, show. Yes, we have. Oompa Loompas and all that. Yes. And I, I really do believe I was one of the first people to really point out how creepy it is those grandparents just sat in that bed together. Yeah. I mean, that has gotten old. It's gotten some play over the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. I really do believe I was one of the first people to point that out. Hmm. Well, they do. I mean, they're the laziest people in the world. They just yes. sit in a bed. And, They've been working all their lives. But they just sit rest. in a communal bed yeah, like that? Rest. No, let no, no. That's weird. They're resting. They weren't working gonna, their whole lives. You're going to get to that point. Which like, is I'm tired. Like, I'm just going to sit in the bed. <laughs> with other people? Put though? your gown on and we're going to just sit in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I hope I don't get to that point. I am tired all the time though, because of this schedule. But I'm yeah. not going to lay in a communal bed with a bunch of old people. Mm. I mean, that was the thing. They couldn't get their own beds. I guess they were poor. Right? Yes, That's why it was were a big poor. deal, right. getting the golden ticket. Yeah. It was a village taking care of each other. But still, if you can buy a bed that big... Right? And get a mattress that big. Mm-hmm. That's got to be expensive. You would think you but could get... But everyone chipped in. Right, but you think you could get your own little twin bed for everybody uh, as opposed to everybody being in the same bed. That would have been the smarter move for the family. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you want to keep it in the family. Keep it in the community. <sighs> Come on. What are you defending the the, 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 the Wonka grandparents? The po' people. Or whatever they were. The Charlie. People. Charlie, what was his that last name? Bucket. Bucket. Charlie Bucket. The Bucket. Was, right. The, the bucket buckets. Side, I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, the Bucket. I mean, the Buckets were working their whole lives. They could only afford one bed. Yes. I mean, what a it's tough back then, man. I mean, come on. It's really tough. That's they weren't like the bratty girl, you know, grew up sliding Veruca in the hole. Yeah. But all right, fine. She should have donated. Her family should have donated them a bit. I mean, what are the buckets doing with all this cash? You know, they must have made something. And where's the dad? Yeah, where is the dad? That is a good question. Brian? <laughs> He's probably hanging out with mine. <laughs> you finally find him one day. <laughs> I'm Brian Jones Sr., and I'm Teddy Bucket. <laughs> We hit it off one day. We have a lot in common. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Where's my chocolate? <laughs> uh, all right. Coming up next, a couple of good NFL stories. First of all, the NFL doesn't know how to suspend people. It's just they are nah. the worst at that. They're rolling dice on this stuff. And speaking of movie references, Oof. Chuck Pagano just went off on one yesterday. Great audio coming up next on Geo and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 